Hello, friends, and welcome back to the rest of the sermon, Confessions of a Pastor. I'm glad that you have joined us again this week, joined me again this week. I don't know who the proverbial us is. It's just me. Uh, Evan Rowe, uh, pastor at Midway Baptist Church in Midway, Kentucky. Uh, and I'm happy that you have joined us along for this ride. We are continuing this week in our Reclaiming Jesus series. We are uh, this this episode and then one more away from being done with that series and uh, transitioning to something new. I'm excited about this week because we finally get to tackle the question of discipleship. Uh, and what that means for you and me is we finally get to tackle that real question of if we're serious about reclaiming Jesus, how then should we act? What then should our witness be? Uh, and it's not very difficult to see what Jesus lays out there for us uh, as far as what it is we're called to do. And it's it's a consistent theme, a consistent message that we've talked about throughout this entire Series And so I don't want to just beat a, a, a dead horse over its head or whatever the saying might be. Uh, instead, I want to have a conversation about um, what we do when the world we see doesn't match up uh, with what we would like to see. In other words, what it is we're called to be, who it is we're called to be when the world doesn't make sense. Uh, and what our witness looks like, the importance of what our witness is. It's becoming increasingly interesting to me as uh, I have decreased my the amount of time I've spent on Facebook and on Twitter uh, dramatically over the last month or so. Uh, and that kind of directly correlates with a few things uh, that have been going on in the world, uh, especially in the United States. And uh, it's interesting to see um, friends of mine that are self-professed uh, Christians, Jesus followers, believers, if you will, and the way that they conduct themselves in a public forum, in a public setting, uh, and for lack of a better word, the hypocrisy that seems to just completely... Uh, elude them uh, as far as being able to see this hypocrisy. Uh, and I'm not talking about uh, one side. I'm talking about uh, friends. I don't care which side of the aisle that you are on. Uh, I think that we are in a time where it's all too easy to fall prey to this. If you agree with me, if you are in the same camp, in the same tribe as I am, then we can agree, we can, be, we can get along, we can be friends. But if you are of a different tribe or a different mindset, then that disqualifies you from friendship. And I don't believe that. That's not how I live my life. But that's what I see play out in areas uh, like social media. Now, one could make the argument, and rightfully so, why are you looking to social media? Uh, and and uh, I would just simply say because... For many of us, that's where our social relationships play out. Uh, I, at least that's what I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. And if, and if you think I'm wrong, I would love to get your feedback. Uh, today, like every day, this episode, like every episode, you can send your feedback to the rest of the sermon at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you if you think I'm just way off the mark on this. But I think for many of us, our social relationships play out in these forums uh, whether it be on Facebook or on uh, Twitter or Instagram or these these platforms, that um, 
for for lack of a better way uh, of saying it, kind of foster uh, this tribalism that has run rampant uh, through our society. Um, I've talked a lot on this podcast about division. Some we're thirty episodes in, I guess, something like that. Thirty-one episodes in. Uh, it's hard to believe I've, we've been doing this this long, but we've talked a lot about division uh, throughout this process because it's so anti. Uh, Christian to be divided in the way that we are. It, it, it just screams hypocrisy to see, uh, to hear someone who proclaims himself a believer, proclaims himself as a follower of Christ, and then turns around and puts up walls uh, around their beliefs or who they are and says, if you don't believe these things, you can't come play in my sandbox. Uh, oh, and by the way, this is the only sandbox that's right or that that is uh, un, that receives the grace of God. I mean, that's essentially what the argument is that's being put out there. So, so all of that to say, when we think about discipleship, when we think again about what it is that we are called to do, who we're called to be, it has become more and more evident as we have walked through this series on reclaiming Jesus, just how imperative it is that we set aside. These things that that we find that make us different or make someone else different from who we are. The labels, the boxes that we put people in, whatever things that we use as barriers have to be torn down. And the reason why is because as we watch Jesus interact with folks, as we watch Jesus even entering a town, something so simple you would think there's nothing you could draw from how Jesus entered the town. But over and over and over, we see him entering in the town in the opposite place of where rich rulers would enter because he would enter in where the homeless were, where the beggars were. Why? Because he wanted to connect with them. The rich rulers would come in from the other side because they don't want to be bothered. They don't want to have to take the time to walk around or even to see that sight. Yet Jesus seeks it out over and over and over again. And so shouldn't that then say that those people that we look at and we look down upon are the very people we should be extending the grace of God to? Whether that's financially we look down upon or or socially we look down upon. I would even argue even if it's ideals and ideology or beliefs. Those are the things that, that keep us away from others. And, and yet Jesus is saying you have to build bridges. You have to find ways to unite with people. And so I think the first thing we have to do if we really want to reclaim Jesus and we want to talk about this idea of discipleship, we have to let go of our own self-righteousness. We have to let go of our own self-importance. We have to let go of the idea that somehow I'm some special, unique, and I'm going to use a word that's loaded, uh, but I can't think of another word to use right now, some special, unique snowflake that only I can, can fit the puzzle. I'm the only hero in this story, and we have to realize this story isn't about us. We have to put Jesus back at the rightful place as the center of the story, as the main narrative, the main character, the one, the hero, the one who came, literally the Messiah, the Savior who came into the world and offered a sacrifice on my behalf and on your behalf. And there's nothing I can do or say or, or anything that could, could deserve or earn that gift. 
But for so many of us, we get so caught up in our own self-importance, in our own self-worth, our own beliefs and ideas, and, and you've got to believe, and it's just crazy when you stop and think about it. And so I think it's fitting that on this third Sunday of Advent, that's when this sermon, that if you, if you haven't heard the sermon yet and you would like to, you can find uh, a link to it down in the show notes. Um, it, it, it's, it's not ironic to me that the, the third week of Advent is all about joy. And so I leaned into this idea, if you really want to experience joy, if you really want to experience meaningful joy, joy that doesn't disappear a week later, it's not about gifts that you receive. It's not about uh, this Christmas season and, and things like that. I mean, it, it is if you really get it. It is if you, if you really want to experience that type of joy, then you have to give of yourself. I asked the question in the sermon or made this statement. I wondered what would happen if, if Jesus walked through the doors in the back and walked up to the pulpit and stood there and said into uh, my phone, because that's what I'm streaming off of. What if he walked up there and he said, listen, if you want to follow me, then you have to go sell everything that you own and give it away. And then and only then you can come and you can follow me. How many people would, would meet up with him the next morning when he was ready to leave town, having done what he asked them to do? Versus how many of us would be like the rich young ruler who would say, that's a little bit more of a price than I'm willing to pay. I think we would all say, of, well, of course, if Jesus walked in, I would sell everything in a heartbeat and go and follow him. And those are easy words to say, but I wonder if we're really honest with ourselves, what we would really do. And in a sense, that's what Jesus has asked us to do. Jesus has asked us to give up our own identity and to live in his. Jesus has asked us to, to give up our own well-being and to live in his. To give up our own comfort to be able to hand it to someone else. On Sunday, we talked about the passage in Matthew 25 where Jesus separates the sheep from the goats. And of course, the sheep are the righteous and the goats are, uh, are punished to eternal fire if you read the scriptures literally. And it's important to remember that in both cases, the sheep and the goats, they both assumed that they were in the right they both assumed they were righteous when they got called into this meeting with Jesus. And they were both shocked when Jesus said, "You, when you saw me hungry, when you saw me thirsty, when you saw me sick or, or, or in prison, they were both shocked. Both sets were shocked and said, when did, when did this happen? Right? And of course, Jesus' response is, well, when you did this to the least of these, you did it to me. So let's circle all the way back around then to what does God ask of us? What does it really mean to be a disciple? Friends, today I would, would, would suggest to you that being a disciple, if we look at the measure of, of, of doing this to the least of these, means we have to be willing to get our hands dirty. We have to be willing to get our shoes dirty, if you want to call back a few episodes ago. We have to be willing to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. 
It's not enough to say that I would do anything to follow Jesus. It's You have to put that into action. It's not enough to say that, oh, I love everybody. Okay, show me. Prove it. And better yet, don't show me and prove it to me, but prove it to God. And if you do that, the living witness that you leave, the result of that is that anyone who sees you will know that you are a follower of God. It's interesting, just hearing myself say that almost, I, I, I cringe a little because I think, but that's not what people expect when they think about Jesus followers. The average person out on the street who isn't a believer doesn't expect that the Jesus follower is the one who gives everything away. Instead, they expect the Jesus follower to be the one who stands in judgment, who looks out at the crowd and says, you don't belong here. You don't deserve to be here. You're not welcome here because you don't look like me, think like me, act like me, love like me, speak like me, believe like me. Therefore, the barrier is built. When in reality, Jesus came to tear those exact barriers down. And again, the, 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 the place I always land, he came to say, there's enough room at the table for everyone. And you are not the broker of who decides who is allowed at the table. You're simply invited to come and sit, just like everybody else. So if you want to experience joy, and I say real joy, this Christmas season, this Advent season, maybe you want to start 2021 off and with a bang and saying, you know what, 2021 is going to be a year of joy because 2020 sure hasn't been. And Lord, I hope that you are right. But I I would argue that if that's what you want to do, then you have to become serious about reclaiming Jesus and who Jesus really was and really is. And you have to become serious about living into what Jesus has called you to do because I will almost promise you, I will almost promise you, it's a lot more difficult than any of us have really thought about that it would be. We are very, very willing to take the comfortable road as believers and say, hey, I'm good. I don't have to worry about it. But God says, no, 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 no. I've called you to take this good news, this message, and to to spread it to the corners of the world. Because as good as you think you are, how many other people need to hear that same message? How many other people need to know that they're good? And then how many more people do they need to be able to tell? And on and on and on it goes. So remember the joy you'll feel on December 25th when you open that present and you see the one thing that you asked for. Remember the joy that you'll feel when you unwrap it or you watch others unwrap gifts and you see the smiles on their face. And then I want you to remember how you felt a week after that. As that joy fades, friends, the joy that Jesus offers doesn't fade. It doesn't go away. It's not easy, but it never fades. So if you want to experience that kind of joy, then we have to 
come together to reclaim Jesus. We have to come together to tear down barriers. We have to come together and seat, sit at the table. And we have to welcome those who come sit with us. Dare I even say we need to take the table out into the world and bring it to others. Let's be serious about reclaiming Jesus. Let's be serious about experiencing joy, real joy, lasting joy. Thank you, friends, for joining me once again for the rest of the sermon. As always, if you have any feedback or concerns, you can send those to me at the rest of the sermon at gmail.com. Listen, I hope you have a, a very Merry Christmas in case you don't hear from me again before then. I should be putting out one more episode before Christmas, but just in case, have a wonderful and a very Merry Christmas. Seek joy in all that you do. Reclaim Jesus and live out the true meaning of discipleship. Listen, friends, let God be God, you be love. And until next time, God bless.